Welcome to Quick Takes with Kevin, a weekly podcast about leadership, life, and ministry with Kevin Ezo, president of the North American Mission Board. Each week, Kevin will be focusing on how pastors can keep their souls healthy in the midst of the demands and challenges of everyday life. Now, here's your host, Kevin Ezel. Hey, Pastor, this is Kevin Ezel from the North American Mission Board. And today, we have a special guest going over the book Replenish, written by Lance Witt, because today we actually have Lance Witt. And he's going to be speaking about not only this episode, but several. Uh, helping us know exactly how we can apply this to our life. And Lance, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for writing this book. It's made an incredible difference in my life, and I know it's made a difference in the lives of hundreds, if not thousands, of pastors. Well, thank you, Kevin. I am honored. I appreciate you sending it to pastors, and it's an honor for me to kind of get to do this with you. I've known about you for a long time, so it's kind of fun for me to actually get a chance for us to interact. So thanks for asking me to join you. Well, listen, I'd like to get right to it. On episode 16, it talks about simplicity is not simple. And, man, you have some great illustrations in there about a Five Guys hamburgers, you know, doing a few things very good. And uh, and I know pastors, so many pastors feel incredibly overwhelmed. Uh, why do you think that ministry life tends to lend itself to become so easily complex? Well, I, I've thought a lot about this kind of thing because I get asked sort of questions like this a lot. And I think, honestly, Kevin, it's just kind of the nature of the beast. I mean, ministry is not a nine to five job. You don't clock out and then you're done and there's nothing else that could occupy your time or efforts. And, you know, there's that sense that you're just never through. And and then I think you just add into that that we're dealing with sheep in our churches and congregations and even our staff who have messy lives and cultural issues are more complex than ever before today. And, and then there's this little thing called spiritual warfare, you know, that's real. And so I, I do think that pastors feel the complexity and, and it's real. So it's not, I think, you know, a pastor who goes, well, it's just me. No, I think every pastor everywhere sort of feels the weight of the complexity of our culture today. No, you're exactly right. And I think what you just said, the word messy, I mean, people don't equate ministry with messy, but it just is. You know, we 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 have six kids, three of ours that we adopted, and people often ask me about adoption or foster care. And I say, yeah, the brochures look so cute, you know, <laughs> but, but it's messy, you know. I mean, you just it, brokenness is brokenness, and it's, it can be messy, and that's how churches are. Well, um, you know, if if you get clear about your values and your priorities and you do start saying no to some things, which you suge- suggest, you're, you're going to let some people down. At least they're going to perceive that you're letting them down. Uh, how, how would you suggest that pastors do that? Because I, I, the, the first time you say no or you just can't do, yeah. do that, how do you deal with that? How did you deal with it? Well, I think some of this goes back to what I would call just self-leadership. And one of my favorite phrases or quotes comes from Henry Cloud. He says, you know, you are ridiculously in charge of your life. And so I think for pastors to start there to go, I'm in charge of my own life. I get to lead myself. And yet I know when I was growing up as a young pastor, I had kind of what I would call a theology of availability. That whenever somebody needed me, whenever somebody made a request, automatically, because I was a pastor, 
I was supposed to always say yes. And so I think I reached this point where I go, that's not a great way to live. And I had to take greater ownership of my life and, and to realize that I think like a lot of pastors, I struggle with people pleasing. And I, over the last several years, have had to do some real hard internal work around issues of identity, significance, where I find my value. And a real practical thing, Kevin, that's really helped me is to identify what are the internal scripts that have driven my life. And one of those internal scripts, and I can articulate it now, is to make sure that everybody has a good opinion of you. And when that's the script that and the story you constantly tell yourself, you obviously get into approval addiction. And mm -hmm. so for me, it's been helpful to sort of name that and raise the self-awareness. And I think it's something I'm always going to struggle with. But by naming that internal script, it's helped me to identify it and then to realize I get to decide the kind of life I'm going to live. And yeah, I'm going to let some people down along the way, but it's okay. Right. Oh, that's incredible. You know, you really should write a book. You know, you're really thank you. I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> you know, I found myself doing the exact same thing because I, I don't, I've never seen myself as a gifted speaker. I've never seen myself as an academic. I'm not, I was never that smart. 2.4 in college GPA. And, and so I always felt like I could make up for those things by being available. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not those things, but I am accessible. And so, yes. But you're, hey, what, what did it take for you to get really serious about this? I mean, did, did somebody in your life just say, hey, no more? Or did you just say, hey, I'm. No, I, I would, it was, I would say looking back, it was a bit of a crisis. And so I had the privilege of being an executive pastor and a teaching pastor at Saddleback Church when Rick wrote the book Purpose Driven Life, which was a huge game changer for him, for our church, for our staff. And, honestly, I look back and, and I would go, the pace and the pressure of my life were just out of control. And I didn't know how to lead myself well enough in those days, Kevin. And, um, and so I kind of got to a crisis of my own self-leadership. And I just got to this place because it was kind of playing out ugly at home. We were struggling in marriage. Uh, my soul was empty. I had a lot of the symptoms of burnout. And I just knew that something had to change. And intuitively, I knew it couldn't be just a tweak, that this had to be a radical shift. And so right. that season of my life kind of just brought me to a place where I knew I, I couldn't figure this out uh, right. by doing more of the same. Right. What would you say, uh, finally, what would you say would, would be some habits or practices a pastor could uh, put into place to guard against complexity? Um, I, I think one, you have to regularly step back because I think your life is sort of like your garage. If you just leave it alone, it just drifts toward clutter. <laughs> and so regularly you have to kind of step back and go, you know, what am I doing that only I can do? Right. Um, I do a lot of life coaching for leaders and I'll say, especially this time of year, like, if I put a gun to your head and said you had to quit doing 20% of what you're doing now, what would you stop doing? All right. What is the lowest ROI um, in your life? And to maybe get rid of some of those things. And then for me, I think another huge thing is you have to ruthlessly guard your calendar. Um, mm -hmm. I would never leave my wallet out on the table and tell people to just take money out of it as they, as they wanted to. Right. But I do that all the time with my calendar. 
And I think pastors are notorious for just kind of whatever comes along, we tend to say yes to rather than ruthlessly guarding our calendar for the things that are most important. And then the kind of the final practical thing I would say is learn to not say yes in the moment. I have so often regretted things because in the moment I thought, oh, it's not a big deal. I'll figure out how to squeeze it in. And that's just not a very smart way to live. So I always now try to put space between the request and my commitment to do something with that request. So those are some practical handles that have been helpful for me. That's that's incredible. Man, thank you so much for uh, for sharing that. I, I feel like sometimes uh, in the past, I've seen pastors, their insecurities drive. They, they feel like the busier they are, yep. the more efficient they feel like they are, which actually it works the opposite. Well, man, thank you. Uh, for, sh- for sharing that. And, and I think you will lengthen a pastor's ministry if they just learn um, uh, the secrets to making their life more simple. So Lance, thanks for your time today. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for joining us for Quick Takes with Kevin. Each week, Kevin will visit with pastors and leaders as they talk about the challenges they face and the lessons they've learned in balancing faith, family, and ministry. Thank you for being with us.